0: You're about to listen to a message from Every Nation Church Midrand, the place where people come to be changed and discipled to transform society. Hebrews chapter 11. Reading from verse 32. What more shall I say? For time would fail me to tell you of Gideon and Barak and Samson, Jephthah, also David and Samuel and the prophets. Who through faith subdued kingdoms, worked righteousness, obtained promises, stopped the mouths of lions, quenched the violence of fire. Escaped the edge of the sword. Out of weakness were made strong. Became valiant in battle. Turned to flight the armies of aliens. (laughs) They became valiant in what? In battle. Let's read it in another translation. Verse 34. Extinguished the power of raging fire, that's the Amplified. Escaped the devourings of the sword. Out of frailty and weakness, won strength and became stalwart, even mighty and r- r- resistless in battle, routing alien hosts. My goodness. Let's read it in the NIV. <laughs> My Lord. Quench the fury of flames, escape the edge of the sword, whose weakness was turned to strength, and who became powerful in battle, and routed foreign armies. My Lord. NLT. Let's read it in the NLT. Hmm? Quenched the flames of fire and escaped death by the edge of the sword. Their weaknesses, their weakness was turned to strength. They became strong in battle and put whole armies to flight. These are people like you. you know that the, the interesting thing is that all these people that are mentioned in Hebrews chapter eleven, none of them was born again. Did you notice that? the Old Testament saints. The born again experience only came when Jesus came. So they were not born again. They didn't have the Holy Spirit in them. You are born again. You have the Holy Spirit. So... What does that mean? You should do more. Are you getting my point? Why? Because you have the Holy Spirit in you. Of you, the Bible says, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. In, the, in those days, in the Old Testament, God was with them, but not in them. We today, God is in us. And with us. (laughs) There is no reason why we shouldn't have more exploits. Mm -hmm. Honestly, we will have ourselves to blame in eternity if we do not have more exploits to be talked about than these people. Huh? Can you see what I'm talking about? Does it make sense? It's so quiet this morning. I feel like going home. (laughs) My oh my. They became valiant in battle. The faith that becomes valiant in battle. That's what we're talking about. Not only that, this same faith, this same faith turns to flight. Armies of aliens. Obviously, when the Bible talks about aliens here, yeah, it's not talking about flying saucers and those things that you read about. Huh? All those conspiracies. You've come across them, Right? That's not what he's talking about. He's talking about foreign armies. These people fought. And they routed armies of other nations by faith. Now to you and I today. It applies in a sense that. The foreigners. Are the demons. Do you get my point? Those are are demonic armies. Demonic armies, they have no place in our lives. Hmm? They have no place. In the Old Testament, they fought a lot of physical wars. Today, we fight spiritual wars. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal. They are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. It says, though we walk in the flesh, we do not war against the flesh. Our battle is not with physical beings, it's with angelic beings that have fallen. You need to think about it that way. They are real aliens. They used to be in heaven and they fell, they were thrown out. That's who we are fighting. So, you need faith. You need faith to fight this battle, the battle before us that is raging, the battle for the souls of men, the battle for the, this, the, the nations, the battle for our lives. These guys became valiant in battle. When the Bible says they became, if you like, you can say they came to be. Alright? That means they were not always like that. You can start weak, but you become strong. You become strong. You become courageous. They became courageous. So, it it doesn't matter, it doesn't matter how you feel right now. You can, by faith, become courageous enough to face the enemy. You can become strong enough to face the enemy. And that's what these people walked in. Can we experience that today? I believe that this is going to be a very common occurrence in our lives. Yes? When you wake up and you're saying, I am so weak, I'm so weak. Then, poof, you find that you are strong. Your faith kicks in. Yes? When you look at the enemy, he looks intimidating... But in that, as you observe him, as you look at him, the word of God begins to fill your heart. Mm-hmm. Scriptures begin to flow. All the Bible you've been reading, it just begins to rise up in you. Mm-hmm. And you begin to get inspired supernaturally by the Spirit. Mm-hmm. You start remembering testimonies. Mm-hmm. You start remembering The testimonies of scripture. You start remembering your own testimonies. You start remembering how God has come through for you. You start remembering so much. And then you find the courage to go and face your Goliath. That's what happened to these people. Look at a man like David. Huh? First uh, Samuel chapter 17. First Samuel chapter 17. Goliath had been harassing the nation of Israel. He says to the whole nation, bring somebody. Just send one person. I don't want to fight. Just one person that will represent the nation. If I beat him, you become our servants. If he beats me, we become your servants. That's the law of representation. Huh? Let's, let's read verse 32. Verse 32. First Samuel chapter 17. Now, it's a long story, but David comes to Saul. A young man. Yes? Yes? And said to Saul, Let no man's heart fail because of him. <laughs> Imagine a young boy talking to you like that. A king who is experienced in battle, who has gone to war before, and has gained victories before. The tallest guy in Israel. Huh? Fully armed, has got his own army. And this boy, from taking care of sheep, no military experience. Okay, because sometimes we feel that because we don't have experience, we cannot take out the enemy. Some of us put more faith in our experience than in the experience of God. I might not have the experience, but if Jesus has the experience, how many people know I can tap from the experience of Jesus? Yes. So, he says, let no man's heart fail him because of... uh, Let no man's heart fail because of him. Your servant will go and fight with this Philistine. My, oh my. I'm sure in heaven... God was saying, that's my boy. That is my boy. He is talking like me. You see. But when did he fight a Philistine? You know, there's always a first time. There's always a first time. Now, God might give you an opportunity to face a challenge, to face an enemy... And you look and you say, I've never done it before. So what? God has done it before. Now, if God has done it before, you need to draw inspiration from that. So don't be limited by your experience. That's just what I'm trying to say. If you have the experience, fine. But if you don't, you are also fine. (laughs) If you are walking by faith, you need to start thinking like that. He said, okay, maybe I have not faced a Goliath before. This is an opportunity for me. To gain experience. Hallelujah. He says, I will go and fight. Let's read the next verse. Huh? And Saul said to David, you are not able to go against this Philistine to fight with him. For you are a youth and he is a man of war from his youth. Ha! Huh. David became valiant. He became strong and brave. That's what the word valiant means: strong and brave. So he's there. This guy, the giant. I mean, just the look of him is enough to paralyze anyone. Anybody, have, have you ever seen something that made you weak? You face a situation. And when you look at it, you say, oh, I'm finished. This, There is no hope. That is a giant. David did not look at the size of the giant. He looked at the size of his God. Your focus must always be right if you are going to become valiant in battle. You are in the midst of the battle. The giant looks real. He looks strong. You are not experienced. But you don't put your faith in the experience, in your experience, know where to put your focus. Don't put your focus on yourself, put your focus on your God. That will immediately infuse strength into you, and boldness and courage. And look at what David says. Let's read on. Come on. Huh? But David said to Saul, your servant used to keep his father's sheep. And when a lion or a bear came and took a lamb out of the flock, uh, I went after it and struck it and delivered the lamb from its mouth. And when it arose against, against me, I caught it by its beard and struck and killed it. Ha! Listen, David was not born killing lions. He was not born killing bears. There was a first time to that. Am I correct? There was a first time. Where did he find the courage to do it for the first time? If he had, if he had to rely on his experience when he did it the first time. I mean, how could he have done that? Are you getting the point? So, oftentimes, we think that because we are not experienced, we will not be able to do it. Look at what he says. Your servant has killed both lion and bear. And this uncircumcised Philistine will be like one of them. Seeing he has defied the armies of the living God. What I can see, David is, David is looking and he's saying, Look, there was a first time that I went after a beast. There was a first time that I went after a lion. God was with me. I killed it. There was a first time I went after a bear and I killed it. Now there is a first time to deal with this giant. And I will do to this giant just what, like what I did to the lion and what I did to the bear. Saying that he has defied the armies of the living God. He became valiant. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He became brave. He became courageous. He became powerful. Right there. Recounting his own testimony. But the point I want to emphasize is that there was a first time. And there always has to be a first time. Many times the way the world operates, they limit you because you don't have that experience. They say to you, you cannot do it because you don't have that experience. And it's a lie. Where do you gain the experience? Where do you get it from? Huh? Have you ever met anybody who became a president and was experienced as a president before becoming a president? Nobody. Everyone that gets in there for the first time is inexperienced. (laughs) He might be experienced in other areas of administration, other areas of of, of governance and all of that that does not mean he's an experienced president but we vote for them huh? because they're able to talk they're able to convince us they're able to you know what sell themselves but you know deep down in their hearts they, they, they know <laughs> I really don't know this thing <laughs> but they won't let you know that they don't know Hallelujah. So, when you are in the midst of the battle, even if it's a battle you've never been in before, what I'm saying to you is this. Don't think you are disadvantaged. Don't ever have that kind of mindset. Don't ever accommodate that thinking that because you've not done it before, You can't do it. I'm telling you, you can. Because you can do all things. Through who? Through your experience. You can do all things through your experience. That strengthens you. Is that what your Bible says? But why do we behave as if that's what the Bible says? Why? Why? I'm not experienced, okay, but Christ is experienced. If Christ is experienced, I can do it through him. Through his experience. The Bible says he was tempted at all points without sin. That means God gave him the opportunity to face every single challenge that you and I are going to face. And he defeated the enemy. He gained victory. And so God is saying, you can use the same Victory that Jesus got to gain victory for yourself. So from now on, nobody in this church should say, I don't have experience. Did you hear me? Don't ever say that. Oh, because I don't have experience, I can't do it. No, no, no. Don't say that. If you don't have experience, you have a big brother who has experience. And you can draw from his experience. So you draw from his experience and say, Jesus experienced this. And therefore, by faith, I can experience that as well. I can tap from his experience. And that is going to make you brave. That is going to make you strong. That is, is going to strengthen you to be able to face the enemy. My Lord, look at a man like, like Jonathan. He made a statement in First Samuel chapter 14. Let's look at that. First um, Samuel chapter 14, verse six. Let's read verse six. Jonathan said to the young man who bore his armor, Come, let us go over to the garrison of this uncircumcised. It may be that the Lord will work for us. For nothing restrains the Lord from saving by many or by few. Now, the two of them are going against an army. You would say by natural calculation that that is a dumb decision. Am I correct? Yeah. How how do you go against this? I mean, these guys are so vicious. They're so wicked. They're so mean. There are many of them and you are just two. (laughs) Verse 7. Let's read verse 7. It says, So his armor bearer said to him, Do all that is in your heart. Go then, here I am with you, according to your heart. I like this, guys. Is that bear sister? Just as you are led, you know, as the spirit is inspiring you, as he's stirring your heart, I'm going with you. I don't feel it, but since you feel it, <laughs> I'm with you. So sometimes you might not you you, 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 you might not hear God like the next person on your team. Come on. But when your leader says, let's go this way, what do you say? Let's go. I'm with you. <laughs> it's, always, it's always a problem because sometimes we, we want to analyze too much and then we paralyze our faith. Verse 8, let's read on. Verse 8, quickly. Then Jonathan said, very well, let us cross over to these men and we will show ourselves to them. Uh If they say thus to us, wait until we come to you, then we will stand still in our place and not go up to them. But if they say thus, come up to us, then we will go up for the Lord has delivered them into our hand. And this will be a sign to us. Huh? So both of them showed themselves to the garrison of the Philistines. And the Philistines said, Look, the Hebrews are coming out of the holes where they have hidden. Huh? And then the men of the garrison called to Jonathan and his armor bearer and said, Come up to us and we will show you something. Jonathan said to his armor bearer, Come up after me, for the Lord has delivered them into the hand of Israel. And Jonathan climbed up on his, uh, climbed up on his hands and knees with his armor bearer after him, and they fell before Jonathan. And as he came after him, his armor bearer killed them. My Lord. <laughs> that first slaughter with Jonathan and his armor bearer made... About 20 men within about half an acre of land. And there was trembling in the camp, in the field, and among all people. The garrison and the raiders also trembled, and the earth quaked. So that it was a very great trembling. (laughs) Now the watchmen of Saul and Gibeah of Benjamin looked, and there was a multitude melting away. They went here and there. Huh? Then Saul said to the people who were with him, Now call a roll and see who is gone from us. Let's stop there. But you see here that this guy with his armor bear. Jonathan felt stirred in his spirit. Mm-hmm. Let's make this move. Huh? Yeah. Sometimes you get stirred up. Then you start analyzing, right? Huh? Yeah. Analysis of paralysis. You analyze until you get paralyzed. You can't move. He says, no, let's go. Huh? I sense that this is what God is saying. Okay, what if it's a mistake? I'd rather make a mistake... That not make any move. Hello? And you see God gave them victory. The whole earth was. I mean the ground was shaking. Because of two people. (laughs) What does that tell you? It was not just two. There were two. But there were hosts of heaven. That were running on that. On that territory. Causing the earth to tremble. It was the, the footsteps of the angels. Yeah. I remember years ago when we used to pray with my friends. One time the building shook. And it, it, a little child. That came and uh, he had been initiated into witchcraft. And he came and he said look. Look. He says, I want what you got. I said, why? What, what happened? He says, no, that night when you people were praying, he said, I saw gigantic angels. He says, and as you were praying, they were running. They were being dispatched. So their footsteps shook the building. Amen. So, it's not just Jonathan and his armor-bearer causing this tremor. It's the footsteps of angels. Some of those angels, you need to... I'm telling you, God should open your eyes to see some of them. Some of them are like a skyscraper standing. (laughs) I'm telling you. There are different types of angels. Warrior angels are massive. One can put his foot. And it will cover the whole of this building. (laughs) So imagine many of them running. (laughs) (laughs) Boom, 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 boom. Yeah. The ground will shake. Hallelujah. So. Armies will run because of you. Demonic armies are going to run. Because you're standing in faith. Because you go, you're not afraid. You're not afraid to step into the fire. You're not afraid to step into the waters. You're not afraid to step out of the boat. You're not afraid to take a step for God. You're not afraid to fight. Hallelujah. Why? Because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. That's, that's, that's the kind of faith these people had. And remember, like we said, these guys were not even born again. The Philistines ran when David killed Goliath. They were put to flight. Turn with me to Psalm 18. I love this man, David. I can't wait to meet him in heaven. Uh, we're going to have a very long chat. Our chat might last for years. <laughs> because uh, all these things, he has to explain all of this to me. From his own perspective, how it was for the first time to go into battle with such courage. My goodness. Psalm 18, let's read from uh, 20, 28, it says, For you will light my lamp, the Lord my God will enlighten my darkness. He says, for by you I can run against a troop. Come on. Yeah. By God, I can run against a troop. By my God, I can leap over a wall. It doesn't matter what Partition the enemy has put. It doesn't matter what barrier he has put. He says, "By God, you can leap over a wall." Are you ready? Do you have the faith to leap? <laughs> huh? The devil has put a wall. You're not going to cross this barrier. You're not going to cross this. You, re- this is where you stop. But by faith. You can leap over this wall. Yes? He says, as for God, his word is perfect. His way is perfect. The word of the Lord is proven. He is a shield to all who trust in him. Is he a shield to you? He says, for who is God except the Lord? And who is a rock except our God? Hmm? It is God who arms me with strength. Come on. It is God who arms me with strength and makes my way perfect. Listen, even if you don't have a perfect template, step out. He will make your way perfect. I, 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 I'm amused when I think about every time people always ask, where has this been done before? Okay, what if it hasn't? What do you need? Do you want a map or do you want a compass? Huh? Huh? Yeah, a map tells you that someone has been there before. A compass means that you are the explorer who will go there. And others will come. You now have what it takes to draw the map. Because you've been there. Okay, so if they tell you it hasn't been done before, say no sweat. Come on, somebody say no sweat. No sweat. I'll be the one to do it. That's it. If someone has done it, fine. But it, if it hasn't been done, that, it's a non-issue. Don't, don't make it an, an issue because it hasn't been done before. We are the trailblazers of today? So, you know, we have been trained to only follow. We cannot lead anymore. Yes. So we're going into battle, a battle that, okay, fine. This battle, nobody in my family has fought this before, so you be the first. you can imagine in David's family who has ever killed a Goliath nobody who ever killed a, a, a lion with his bare hands nobody who ever killed a bear with his bare hands you know how strong a bear is it can lift a car and you know break it into pieces So, it hasn't been done before. It's not a problem. That's not, let, don't even let that be an, an issue. If God is speaking to you. Amen? Amen? Okay. Where are we? Verse 32. I'll say, look, he says, He makes my feet like the feet of deer and sets me on my high places. You know why the feet of the deer is? It's you know, it's <laughs> a deer is I mean it can it cannot lose balance. It's you know, it's once it lands it's it's secure, I'm telling you. Huh? It's always secure. Makes my feet like hinds feet, able to stand firmly. Can you see that? Amplified, I like that. Able to stand firmly or to make progress on dangerous heights of testing and trouble. That's what God does to you. So, you, if you have dangerous heights, say, Lord, you make my feet like hinds feet. Amen. Yeah. He sets me securely upon my high places. That is somebody's testimony. He sets you securely. Hallelujah. He says, he teaches my hands to make war. Oh my God. So you might not be experienced, but he will teach you. Can you see that? You might not be experienced in facing that particular challenge, in facing that particular demon, in facing that particular army. He is going to teach you. He teaches my hands to make war so that my arms can bend the bow of bronze. Those were the weapons they used in those days. So he goes with that kind of attitude to war. No wonder David never lost a battle. Why? Because he knows who teaches him to war is the Lord Himself, the Lord who is mighty in battle. No wonder he wrote so much about God fighting in the Psalms. The, you read the Psalms of David. Why? He's talking from experience. He's talking from experience. He has seen how God taught him. God taught him when he went to face Goliath. He didn't even need a sword. He didn't need a sword. He took stones. <laughs> Goliath even make a, made a mockery of him. He says, am I a dog? You come to me with, with stones and sticks? We are talking war here, my boy. Look at what you are coming with. But God was teaching David something. And one stone was all it took. Just one stone. Put him down. What template did David use? Where has it been done before? That someone killed a Goliath with a stone? It's never been done before. Can you see what I'm saying? The fact that something has not been done before does not mean you can't do it. read on come on look at it it says you have also given me the shield of your salvation your right hand has held me up your gentleness has made me great these are all this is military (laughs) by God's standard look at he says you have given me the shield of your salvation how many people are saved here come on yeah you're saved okay you've got the shield of salvation right In the times of David, their salvation was physical. In our time, it's not only physical, it's spiritual. It starts from our heart. Okay? It says, your right hand has held me up. Do you, if his right hand holds you up, who's going to put you down? This is the kind of attitude you're going to battle with. I feel weak, Lord, but your right hand is holding me. Do you know what the right hand speaks of? It's a, it's a, it's the, it's a hand of strength. It's a position of power. That's where his power is. In his right hand. Habakkuk tells us that. He hmm? you say your gentleness has made me great. <laughs> My goodness. In, um, in battle, you're talking of gentleness. <laughs> yeah. It says, you enlarge my path under me, so my feet did not slip. So you see here that David is fighting, but some supernatural things are happening. Huh? Even when he stands on something, on a place, you know, because they fought on different terrains. <laughs> that means that even when the place he's standing is not secure, God will supernaturally expand the place. Under his feet so that he's stable. You see, he enlarges. He said, you enlarge my path under me. May God enlarge your path under you. Even where it's a massive, you are standing and the place is not okay. It's, it's, it's not, it's, it, it doesn't give you the good balance. He is going to enlarge your feet, on your, your path under you. So, your enemy doesn't have these kind of privileges. <laughs> that explains why the guy was always victorious. Always winning battles. Huh? 37, look at it. He says, I have pursued my enemies and overtaken them. Neither did I turn back again till they were destroyed. My goodness. That would be your testimony. You will pursue them (laughs) till they are destroyed. Every power that comes against you is in trouble. Every spirit that comes against you is in trouble. I advise everyone to be your friend. (laughs) And you need to advise them. Tell them, listen, don't be my enemy. If, 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 If you love yourself, just be on my side. If you love yourself, be on my side. Don't be against me. If you come against me, you are in trouble. Why? Because I move with angels that fight. They are vicious. Hmm? They are so powerful. One strike can wipe out many. So just don't be on the wrong side. Be on my side. My side is safe. You're against me. You're in trouble. Amen. Amen. Do you believe that? He says, "I have wounded them." <laughs> you are going to wound them Amen. in the name of Jesus. Amen. When you open your mouth, the sword of the Spirit is going to wound every demon. Do you know that there are many demons that are wounded today because of believers? Amen. May God open your eyes to see. I'm telling you, there are casualties in the kingdom of darkness because of us, because of our prayers, because of our declarations, because of our stand. Many of them have suffered a lot of pain. I have wounded them. <laughs> That's why you must not go to hell because they <laughs> if you go to hell, they will retaliate. Said, you remember that time? You used to do this to us. Yeah. Now is our time. Please don't go to hell. Make sure. You, you, make sure you don't go there. Ah. So they could not rise. They have fallen under my feet. Amen. They have fallen under my feet. Amen. My Lord. You will see sickness fall under your feet. You will see poverty fall under your feet. You will see oppression fall under your feet. You will see Satan fall under your feet. Hallelujah. For you have armed me with strength for battle. Whoa. How many people have been armed with strength for battle? You have been armed with strength for battle. You have subdued under me those who rose up against me. That's why I advise nobody to come against me. Because the Lord himself will subdue them. Advise people that know you not to come against you. Just tell them, look. I just, I just want to advise you. Show them this scripture. Huh? <coughs> He says, you have also given me the necks of my enemies, so that I destroy those who hated me. My goodness. Do you know how demons hate you? My, you, you, can, you cannot even imagine the kind of hatred they have towards you. If you have time, read the book, uh, Divine Revelation of Hell. Huh? By Mary Baxter. You will see how they hate you. Those demons. You will see what they do to people in hell. The kind of hatred cannot be described. But God has given you their necks. <laughs> You've missed a place to say amen. <laughs> I say he has given you their necks. Yeah. I was listening to somebody, I can't remember who now, I was talking about this demon that he saw. It's like this demon, the eye has been, you know, he, he, he went into spiritual warfare with some saints and they, they pulled out his eye. So it's moving with, without, <laughs> with one eye. Hallelujah. There are real things that happen when you pray. I'm telling you. It's just that like you don't see it. You don't see it. You don't feel it. But they see it and they feel it. It's real. It's a real battle. Some of them come with parts that have been cut off. Casualties of war because they're meeting with the wrong saints. There are some saints that have a peace treaty with the enemy, but we are not those kind of saints because the enemy doesn't keep to his part of the bargain. Even if you say to him, "I'm, I'm not going to fight you; just don't fight me. Let's let, let's just agree to be, you know, to be at peace." He's not going to keep his part. Hmm? They cried out, but there was none to save. Even to the Lord, but he did not answer them. (laughs) Let's stop there. Hallelujah. There is a faith that you need to develop. The kind of faith. That will make you valiant in battle. So once, the moment you know you are in battle, you need to immediately put on this mindset. I'm strong. I'm brave. I've not done it before. But I will do it. Why? Because God has done it. When did God become a man of war? Before you were born. Okay? He, was, he became a man of war before you were born. He became the Lord of hosts before you were born. So, just take him with you in battle. If you take him with you, you cannot be defeated. The weapons of our warfare are not cannon. Let's read that scripture, 2 Corinthians chapter 10, in closing. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, let's read from verse 4. It says, for the weapons of our warfare. In fact, let's read verse verse 3. Verse 3. Yeah. It says, For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. Let's read that in the amplified. What does that mean? Huh? For though we walk, live in the flesh, we are not carrying on our warfare according to the flesh, using mere human weapons. That's not what we we are doing. Huh? What are we doing? Verse 4. He says, For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds. Yes? Casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. Come on. Yes? And being ready. Come on. How many people are ready? Being ready to punish all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. Are you ready to punish every disobedience? Every disobedient demon needs to be punished. Hallelujah. Be ready to punish every disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal. They are mighty in God. They are pulling down strongholds. What are our weapons? Number one, you have the name of Jesus. The name of Jesus is a weapon. When you say, in the name of Jesus, that's a weapon. They can't stand that. Yes? You have the blood of Jesus. That's a weapon. When you declare the blood, when you begin to plead the blood, they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. Is that not what the Bible says? Yes. So the, the, the blood of the Lamb is, 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 is also a weapon in the Spirit. What else is a weapon in the Spirit? Huh? The Word of God, the sword of the Spirit. The sword of the Spirit. The, the Word of God is an offensive weapon. That's why you need to know your Bible. When you speak, it is written. They don't like it when people know their Bibles. Why? Because they find it harder to deceive such people. They find it harder to oppress such people. Hmm? The Word of God is it's also a weapon. Praise is also a weapon. Huh? High praises of God. When you praise God, read um, the story of Jehoshaphat. They praised the Lord. They went into battle with praises. And the enemies began to kill themselves. When you start praising God, demons start fighting. <laughs> Imagine they came against you, then they turned against each other. How do you do that? <laughs> it's war- warfare. What else? There's another weapon. What, what? There's another weapon. Fear, terror. God uses fear. He puts fear into the heart of the enemy. You command terror into the heart of the enemy. Terrorize them. He says, I will send hornets before you. Huh? Panicking. They, they panic when they come near you. They don't know why. Because you are walking with God. Glory to God. There are many weapons. Your testimony is a weapon. The testimony of scripture is a weapon. Use that. Use that in battle. Use that in battle. If God did it before, he'll do it again. He says, yesterday, today, and forever. Jesus Christ is the same. I stand on the authority of God's word. Because this has been spoken, this is going to be my experience. Yes. We have a lot in the Bible. A lot of weapons that God has equipped us with. So you are not a soldier that is ill-equipped. In fact, you are over-equipped. Especially if you are in this church. You have too much to use. Glory to God. Let's stand up on our feet. Mm. Though we walk in the flesh, we do not walk according to the flesh. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God, for pulling down strongholds, casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself, against the knowledge of God, bringing in every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ, and being ready to punish all disobedience when your obedience is complete. Father, we just declare. We declare victory over the enemy. I release strength. I speak, O Father, to every spirit here, to every soul, everyone listening to me. Lord, in the name of Jesus, I speak courage. I speak strength. I speak faith. In the midst of battle, your people will become valiant, O God, in battle. In the name of Jesus, my Lord and my God, they will turn to flight. The armies of aliens Demonic armies that come against them will flee at their presence, O oh God. In the name of Jesus, Lord my God, when they stand, when they face the battle, when they face Goliath, when they face armies, O oh God, Lord God, you will stir up your word in them. Scriptures will come. <clears throat> the Holy Spirit will inspire them. The spirit of revelation will come upon them. My Lord they will speak and they will declare. And oh Father, your power will be made manifest even through this ones in the name of Jesus. Thank you Father. Thank you Lord. Thank you Lord. Thank you Lord. I give you praise. I give you glory, oh God. In Jesus name. Amen. Glory to God. We've come to the end of our service. This ministry has come to you live from every nation midrand.